Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. It's a hat-trick of green light on this week. Yes, third and final green light on Premier Racing Podcast for this week. We've previewed Sandown. We've ripped Bendigo apart for Cup Night. And now it's time to turn our attention to Metropolitan Racing at the Meadows. And the best way to do that is chat to the number one man at the Meadows, Corey Smith. He's back off a off an injury in four spell last week. How are you, Smith Doggy Dog? Going well, mate. Going well. I, I did hear, I was a little bit concerned because I did hear that listens were down from a few million to a couple of million without <laughs> me. So I was a little bit worried that uh, we might have caught the act, but the, the greatest uh, racing podcast that there is, Green Light On, persists. And I tell you what, I've been in some form on the punt. So hopefully we can continue <laughs> that tonight. That's it, mate. That's something I like to never say as a punter because whenever you say you're in form, it falls <laughs> apart very quickly. But uh, great I'm to have you. Testing the gods. I'm testing the punting gods, Jimmy Boy. You are, mate. It's great to have you back on, though. Uh, you're more than welcome. We need you as a part of this show. But it's a big, big episode, this one. Uh, massive in-depth chat with Brendan Dewan upcoming. Now, if you don't know Brendan Dewan, he's the man behind the Dewana Greyhounds. He's had so many good ones over the years, and they were involved in Malawi's Prince, one of the great greyhounds, one of the great stud dogs uh, of the uh, the last 100 years, I would say, pretty much the, the history of greyhound racing. So if you love the history, you're a bit of a history buff, I suggest you stick around and have a chat and have a listen to uh, to Brendan Dewan. But moving on, Smithy, it's time for Run of the Week. Run of the Week. All right, Smith, who was run of the week last week, mate? Was there one that stood out from uh, from your vision, mate, when you were sitting at the couch just recovering last week? Um, I thought it was Kaisaia, mate, just because I did it for the Punters Hunting Club nice and quick down the back and uh, held on late. So that was my run of the week, but as I say, I don't envy you when you're picking down to the inside, Kasai began OK with Kanji, Giant and Japara. Behind them then came Ashton Ulysses, followed by Springbop and Tobin Frost as they turn to the back straight now. And Kasai, the leader, got away. Five out in front. Ashton Ulysses over on the inside, through to be second. Then came Japara, the rails, going through on the inside. Tobin Frost on the improvement, a fair way off the lead, followed then by Kanji, Giant and Springbop. Off the back, Kasai, the leader, three Ashton Ulysses, followed by Tobin Frost. They turn. Kasai first around the bend. Tobin Frost with a late burst to the inside, but it's Kasai. Yeah, I'm happy to agree, Smithy. Kasaya is the the run of the week. I will say, though, it's often a good form reference. And as you said, 17.58 down the back. He was out and running. Great form reference. We're chatting and doing this podcast Thursday night. Aston Ulysses has already won at Sandown Park. So that just strengthens the run of Kasaya. Also strengthens the run, I feel, of the place getter, uh, Tobin Frost, who is just in a rich vein of form at the moment. Yeah, exactly right. And when you say 17.58 down the back, you don't see that all too often. So for Greyhounds to, to chase Kozanaya down and get that sort of close to him, uh, it's a very, very impressive run. So you can certainly follow them. Saturday's preview. Preview time, Saturday night racing, uh, 6.39 start time for the Sky Racing final, maiden final over the 5.25 race one, and this is a dart job. Grab a dart, throw it at the board. What number you hit is the number you back here, Smithy. It's a tough one, the first. Yeah, they're never really my favourite sort of uh, races to punt into, but I think Mug Wump, fastest first section, fastest overall, and uh, that's a good enough guide for me to tip it on top. You remind me of a bit of a Mug Wump. 
I don't even know what that is. I don't know. If I, I, I'm tipping it's something to do with Harry Potter, but uh, I have no idea what it is. It's actually funny, mate. I had no idea myself, but I have just typed it in. It is Hogwarts. <laughs> it's a person who remains aloof or independent, especially from party politics, is a mugwomp. But uh, I'm going to go with that as well, number four. Race two, I'm with the green, Vaclus Spale. I just love the name, Vaclus. It sounds impressive. And uh, this dog has so much early burn. And what I liked about the win last night when we recorded Thursday, it was Wednesday that won at Ballarat. It was big. Coming from behind, I think here can get out and go and take a whole lot of beating. Uh, I'm with the eight. The team behind where she's fast now have try catch up. They're trying to catch lightning in a bottle with a nice name there again. I thought was pretty impressive at Warrigal first start, and uh, I think box eight should suit you. Try catch up tells me it's a slow beginner with a name like that. You can read into their names these <laughs> days. Uh, race three, I'm with number one, Rufus Scrimgeour. It's a hard race, though, the third. Yeah, this is a really, really tough one. I I have the one on top just from the eight. I'm going Draco Bale in the fourth race again. Very hard race. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Draco Bale here. I think he's, uh, he's in some decent form despite uh, not winning for a few races now. But I think Draco Bale on top, sure. One thing we haven't spoken about as yet is the floods that people are getting at the moment here in Victoria. And it's just as we step away from the preview... Um, I was actually driving up uh, sort of the uh, the northern part of Victoria uh, earlier today and, and luckily was able to make it home. But there is some serious floods happening. So we, we just want to wish everybody well, stay safe, get to higher ground if need be. And, yeah, it, it's clearly, Smithy, a, a very, very tough time. And we're thinking of everybody, not just involved in greyhound racing, but the whole community that, that are being affected by these terrible floods throughout Victoria at the moment. Yeah, exactly right. I couldn't have said it better myself, Jimmy Boy. It's um, We've obviously seen the devastation that up north has copped with the flooding this year and, and we're kind of facing that at the moment. So some things are bigger than greyhound racing and, and I just hope that uh, that no one gets affected too poorly and, and we can uh, get back to normal life in uh, in a very short period of time. And I would love, mate, if possible, uh, maybe on the, on the backup of these floods once the water has subsided to try and do something to help those affected areas as well. Uh, the reason I say that is race number before we see My Father's Son, prepared by Michael Chilcott of Heathcote, who is right in the heart of those floods at the moment. So a few of these greyhounds pending the uh, the, the floodwater not subsiding will potentially not take their place on, on Saturday night. So we have to keep a close eye there. Uh, race five, I'm tipping Tobin Frost. I thought his run was extraordinary last time. Again, he's trained out of Benalla, which is... Uh, uh, just north of Seymour, which is which is copping the, the probably the worst of the floodwaters just about here in Victoria. So, again, whether or not he makes the journey down, we'll have to wait and see. How did you see the the fifth race playing out? Yeah, I think uh, I think I've got levitation on top. She doesn't really like all that much pressure and she might be tiring late, but I think she can get out in front from the wide draw first up for a little while and uh, get the job done for Team Greeno. The Greenos have got you guys at the Meadows just wrapped around their fingers, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> they? They certainly do, mate. They certainly do. Rightfully so, though. Race six, I'm with number one, Providence Bale. This dog just absolutely adores box number one and I think will be very, very hard to beat here. Uh, I've got wartime novelty, the three on top for me, but uh, probably have that in each way play, hopefully, depending on what odds I get. What about race seven? Now, uh, this is a an exceptionally hard race. It seems the order of the night, really. Is there one that you're, you're leaning to in the seventh? 
Uh, not really, to be perfectly honest, mate. If if I had to have a bet, I'd probably take the inside Zylus Bale and hope we get a bit of value. Hopefully, we can find the front 504, the best first section. If we can repeat that, we should be lady. Hard dog to catch, but I'm with Fabriola Zimenez, number seven. Just coming back as fifth run back from a spell and ready to fire in town. Race number eight, Mapunga Mustang for me here, drawn nicely in box two. I think can track the speed and... When, he, when he's been winning, he's just been absolutely setting the track alight. He's been racing with the best dogs in the country. I think the rising distance back to the Meadows, he probably can get out and just about lead them here from box two. Uh, I like one here. It's Fernando Mick for David Gill. I think he's drawn exactly where he wants to be. Before he went over to Adelaide, he was splitting low five seconds. And if he brings that sort of speed early, he uh, he does like to use a little bit of the track, but then he'll cut back down. And I think he'll be too good for them in this one, Fernando Mick. What about race number nine? I'm throwing to you a lot uh, in this preview, Smithy, because it is such a hard <laughs> meeting. Very, very hard. I uh, I was with Air Outlaw last week, and I said after last week I would never back it again. I uh, thought I'd have every possible, but uh, it's a really, really tough one, and I think I'm split between the three and the seven. So we'll see what uh, see what odds come out, and then I'll make the decision from there, but three and seven. Yeah, there seems to be a, a lot between Shazani's A game and B game, and, and that's the biggest concern. I, I might even have a small each-way play on the red. Our girl shout might just be able to jump and run. Uh, race number 10, I'm happy to go with number one on the each way Arizona rise I think he'll he'll miss the kick but he he does work home pretty well so given that he can just tuck in behind them I think he can fill a place late might be a same race multi-play for a top four yeah, I was going to suggest a uh, same race multi here. Arizona Eyes top four and Lady Dior top two. Lady Dior is my on top selection. Arizona Eyes, we know exactly what we're going to get from him. He's going to be last at some point and he'll be rattling home the old boy. But uh, yeah, top two. Uh, Lady Dior and top four Arizona Eyes if we're playing same race multis. The races aren't getting any easier as we go to race number 11 on the program. This is an absolute raffle once again. Yeah, Americano Miss, if she brings her best form, we obviously haven't seen that for a while. She's been out injured, but uh, if she comes back and, and shows her best, she's, she does want the rail really hard, so I think the five will get a nice run into the race. Mm. But Americano Miss is the key to the race for mine in a race that I have zero interest yeah, in. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree, mate. I'm with La La Grapefruit just based on the fact that Americano Miss is a mad railer. So, like you said, the yellow is going to get every chance to come across and therefore can run well. Race 12, we're about to get the inside info on to one of Fernando, drawn box number eight. Again, it's a hard race. I feel like a broken record. I'm probably leaning maybe to the one or the two. Probably going to stick with Whittacombe Bale, but, mate, this is hard. This is a really hard race. This is a – it's just a tough race card all throughout, mm. to be perfectly honest. We've seen really strong uh, preludes at Sandown tonight as we're recording this, and, and we've kind of got just really even racing. So I'm with the one on top, Vanilla Bandit, for Glenn Dainton, but, again, it's not a high-confidence race. Hunters Hunting Club I don't want to bet <laughs> I don't want to bet Smithy uh, I'm going to gamble responsibly and I'm going to bank $50 It's a new rule on this podcast If you, if you don't want to <laughs> That is a, weak What is wrong with it's you? It's weak but we, we promote responsible gambling and my theory is Smithy if you don't like anything put the money in your pocket and save it for a rainy how, day How are we promoting responsible gambling when we're having fake bets every week? Well, that, that's true. It's not even real money. That, that's the idea of the punters punning club. But no, honestly, I I, I don't want to have a, a, a wager. It's that, it's that hard. Um, I might take my $50, Smithy, and go put an all-in type of bet on, on maybe like the Phoenix or something like that. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly going to gonna bank the $50. <laughs> 
that's not good. I'm, I'm going to go with race eight, number six, Fernando Mick. He's boxed well. And like I said, he was splitting low fives before he went over to Angle Park. And if he gets back to that, it'll be hard to beat. So I'll, uh, I'll stick with the David Gill train, Fernando Mick. I'll, I'll go out on a limb. Well, just for the point of the podcast, I'll have $25 each way just to make it interesting on Mapunga Mustang in race eight, just to go head to head with you. Yeah, we're going against each other. That's what is right. going on? We're a, we're a great team here, mate, at the, the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Hey, it's been good fun once again. Uh, as I said a moment ago to everyone here in Victoria, stay safe. Uh, do not drive through floodwaters. We all know the, the rules around that. So, uh, yeah, good luck and, and happy punning for, for Saturday night, Smithy, and stay safe. Thanks, mate. Yeah, definitely stay safe for everyone out there listening in the flood-affected areas. We're thinking of you. Inside Info. So it is Inside Info time now for the Meadows meeting on Saturday night. And I guess you could call him Racing Royalty, our special guest when it comes to Greyhound Racing, Mr. Brendan Dewan, and he's been good enough to jump on the number one podcast. Brendan, how are you travelling, mate, this uh, wet, wintry type of night at the moment? Well, James, I'm sitting at home and that watching the greyhounds and uh, I'm hoping for a winner in Tassie tonight. Just before we went to air, you did give a little bit of a push for a, a dog that you've got racing in ta- Tasmania tonight. Is it down at Hobart? Yes, yes. You want to give a little bit more away, mate, a name and a race and we might have a, a sneaky bet? <laughs> yeah, it's very short. Race 10 number, oh, I don't know what number it is, to want a dream. All right, that's all we need to know, mate. Let's let's have yeah. a little bit of a chat about your life in greyhound racing. You've been involved for a very, very long time to the point that before we chat about your involvement, I, I wandered down to Sandown Vet just recently and I looked up on the wall and I saw a photo of one of the uh, the former champion greyhounds of the game and I think everybody in greyhound racing will recognise the name Malawi's Prince. He was a superstar race dog, one of the, the great stud dogs as it turned out as well and in that photo, I saw you, Brendan, and your son, Maddie. Can you tell us a little bit about Malawi's Prince? Yeah, well, Malawi's Prince was a blue dog by Malawi. He had a Duchess Marina, and Matthew was 14 years old, and I had a mate um, that used to uh, work at the uh, garbage uh, tip, and he used to uh, help Matthew collect the cans, and they finished up... They uh, used to sell the cans of scrap metal and they got uh, their money together and they bought Malari Sprints for $1,000 red to 12 months old. That is that is an extraordinary story. And I guess Matt, your son, he, he would have been hooked on the sport from that moment on, wouldn't he? Yes, yeah, well... Uh, he was. Uh, I used to train the greyhounds from my own uh, private house here in uh, Edafale. I used to uh, get up at four o'clock and walk the dogs, and then go and work at Coca Cola all day, and then we'd go off to race at night. Sometimes get home about one o'clock in the morning, and then get up again, do the dogs, and go to work. And yeah, that was the routine in the early days. And over the journey, you've had a lot of success. Obviously, you're involved in Malawi's Prince, but the Dewana name that we've come to know and love over the, the more recent years, you've had some really good greyhounds. Can you can you explain the feeling? And I guess it would have been the same with uh, Malawi's Prince being amongst that that ownership group. Can you explain the feeling of being involved in a big race and then doing well in a big race? 
Yes, well, you always achieve to win a maiden first, but then uh, the greatest achievement is if you can win a city race. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to win a couple of city races uh, over the years, quite a few, but uh, I've had a couple of good Dewana uh, Lass, Dewana Babe, Dewana Result, you know, all good city winners, Dewana Classic, Dewana Demi, and, um, yeah, they've been handy dogs. Uh, Dewana um, Result, he uh, broke the track record at, Warrigal when he was uh, very young and um, he won the uh, $25,000 race at Shepparton at his, about his fifth start. So, yeah, I've been fortunate in a lot of ways. I did do a little bit of research before I got you on air, uh, Brendan, and I did have a bit of a look back at Dewana Result and there was the, the raps on him, I guess, that maybe he was the next Malawi's prince back in the day and uh, he went on to obviously win that uh, that race at Warrigal that you mentioned in red-hot time. He was trialling ridiculously quick, and, and then he went up to Shepparton and won the inaugural running of that feature race that we now see, the Northern Districts Cup. So he's taken you on that amazing journey. Now, where where did it begin? You know, we're, we're talking a long time ago, obviously, Brendan. I'm not going to give away your age. We're talking, what, at least 15 years ago, hey, just between you and I. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> where, um, where did it begin, mate, the, the, the love for greyhound racing and the involvement? Oh, well, I had um, a mate, John Hose, and that he was a trainer in the early days and uh, we were mates with um, him and his wife and uh, they had a... Uh, a um, couple of slow dogs, like they won good races in the city, but they had uh, a dog called Azure. And the kids were only uh, the three children. I think the eldest was about five or six, and I had a custom line. I used to put the dog on the back seat, and and the kids used to lay on the floor, <laughs> and we'd go off to Warrigal, and she never ever won a race. She, but we that's how we started with the uh, giveaway. And uh, from there, um, we uh, where Malawi Prince was bred at Peter and Olive Maxwell's place up at Swan Hill, we bought a couple of dogs off them. And I made plenty of mistakes in that. I can remember one day I... I go. I went to um, walk about Misty. I went to Tarogan, the real old track. Ned Bryant was there, and anyway, we uh, parade. In those days, you used to parade out in front of the grandstand. And anyway, uh, she finished up. Uh, she let go or a squirt and that, and and Ned said, "What have you done? To, what have you given her?" I said because he used to check me dog, and, and I said, oh, I gave her a, a, a litre of sausage and before I left, and I gave her another half litre. He said, what? He said, you give her, that's like racing on two uh, milkshakes. <laughs> and anyway, she finished up, she got beaten half a head. Oh, wow. So that was a, that was a good lesson learned. Well, that, that, that is a really, really good point that you make, Brendan, because when, when people first start out in greyhound racing, a lot of, I guess, 
new trainers don't really know exactly what they're doing. And it's so important, I think, to have someone that you can look up to. And obviously for you, you were able to get that advice from someone to to improve the way you trained back then and, and then have a career that you've ended up having in Greyhound Racing with obviously more and more knowledge built throughout those years. Yes, there's been a lot of... Uh good trainers that have given me advice over the years, the Britons and and Daly's and, all, you know, like uh, Thompson's and all them people. Like, if you ask, they'll help you yeah. out. And, that, and this is the thing. If anyone asks me any questions, I'm only too pleased to try and help them, you know. You're giving me a very good offer there and I'm going to have to take it up. What, what would you say is... The key to success in greyhound racing is it consistency? Is it patience? What what would you say is the key to success? I'd say it's uh, to be consistent, to look after your dogs, to make sure they're uh, clean inside, feed them well, not overdo it with all the different vitamins and that, but just uh, get a natural uh, diet going and. Um, Stick to that and you won't go wrong. You've proven that is a winning formula over the years. Let's turn our attention to your runner Saturday night. You've got race 12, number eight, Dewana Fernando. Tricky draw to win from uh, at the Meadows, but uh, drawn the outside of the track. How how do you see the uh, the chances of Dewana Fernando panning out? By Fernando, Bell, Dewana, Dimmy, and you race the mum to some good success as yeah. well. It's uh, going to be very hard, James. It's... Um, I would have liked to have drawn about four and that he uh, he isn't real brilliant early and that and to be honest I was very disappointed with his run at um, Geelong. I thought he had every chance at Geelong. I thought it was a matter of more or less going there and just uh, collecting the uh, prize, but I thought he was very disappointing. He seems well in himself. He's uh, He's, uh, you know, bright and everything, but um, from box eight, it's going to be a hard task. We might hold the money in the bank till uh, till next time when he does draw a bit closer to the rails by the sounds of it. But just before I let yeah. you go, as I said earlier, you've been involved a long time in greyhound racing. Has there been a dog that not necessarily you trained that you've seen and been amongst throughout your training career that you've just thought, wow, what an incredible animal that is? Oh look, you go you go back to Liz Reen and and those dogs. You know that um, it's just incredible. And then when you have that uh, dog that won the four um, Sandown Cups, um, Bold Trees, Bold Trees, mm. what a uh, dog! You know now you've got like these dogs, Fernando uh, Bale. It uh, was a freak. Um, You've got, uh, well, she's fast and that I've never seen a, a greyhound, you know, that uh, can run like it. Mm. You know, you've got an Aston Ruby, you know, these dogs. Times are just getting so fast yeah. now. I don't know whether it's the the tracks or uh, it's the breed or what, but uh, if you haven't got a dog now that can go, say, 29.40 at Sandown, you're not in the hunt in the uh, in the good races. I had a dog, um, another prince that won five in five straight at Sandown, and I used to uh, go and trolling post to post. He couldn't if he broke twenty four. You'd wow. be. Uh, You'd be uh, saying, gee whiz, he's going all right. Well, mate, there are dogs losing races now that run 
2260s that I've been told that are not even winning every yeah. week. Yeah. It's a different uh, ball game now and that. And uh, the, it's all changed from the early days when we used to walk them around the streets and everything. Uh, now it's uh, the free galloping and, uh, you know, the uh, it's taken away all that uh, walking and, and that. It's uh, a lot easier, you know, as, uh, to work them and that. Mm. 100%. And you make a, a good point because I was always of the opinion that, for example, when we saw Fernando Bale come through, I, I was pretty bullish that he was the greatest dog that I've ever seen. And it is interesting getting a, a viewpoint from your perspective where you've been around to see the, the bold trees and that, and, and you can rate Fernando Bale as good, if not better than them. Well, there was one uh, dog years ago I said he would be the greatest dog of all times, uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, Poro Rocker. The thing, Poro Rocker. Yeah, uh, broke the Cranbourne track record. Poro Rocker coming out after Leafle. Race audio thanks to the catching pen and sky racing. Leafle second, then Vapor World, but Poro Rocker's into overdrive and the Cranbourne Cup's all over. Poro Rocker racing away up the straight, wins the Cup. Yeah, and I was in the race when Jason Thompson broke that record and I said to Jason... Jason, what do you think Porter Rocker would have run if he was on this track? He said he'd run about twenty nine twenty. Yeah, wow, it's extraordinary, isn't you it? You know, so you you go back. I can remember uh, Daryl Holmes's uh, dog uh, broke broken wood. Yeah, it was the first dog to uh, break thirty there. I tell you, you what. know, and that that was unheard of. We used to win races there in thirty one. Well, there's probably still up until the closure just recently dogs that were winning races in over 31 seconds. I tell you what, Brendan, yeah. I, I could sit here all night and have a chat with you, mate, about the history of, of Greyhound Racing and these names. Like, I remember just before I let you go, a couple of star stayers that race that I'm sure you would have remembered, the clashes of Tip Top Tears and Bentley Babe at Sandown oh, on a Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flashback, isn't uh. it? <laughs> Oh, is it? What? Yeah. I remember those races when I was about eight years old, so I used to tune in every week. <laughs> and um, Matty Hill. I remember when Matty Hill was a kid and he started off his broadcasting uh, doing the uh, coursing. Yeah, we used to go to Melton, Melton and uh, down to Lang Lang and that and do the course and Matt when he was uh, just a kid. And look at him now, one of the best broadcasters in the land. He is indeed, not just racing either. He's doing the Olympics, doing no. the football, doing Foot, a bit of football, everything. Football, everything. Yeah. He is indeed. Well, mate, yeah. thank you so much for your time. It's been a, a great chat, and I think something for the uh, the history buffs out there, they'll, they'll really enjoy this podcast, that's for sure. So good luck. First thing with uh, this Saturday night, race 12, box 8, Dewana Fernando, and obviously for the future as well, mate. Is there one race that you'd love to win before I let you go? Oh, look, I'd just live, like to uh, win either a Group 2 or a Group 1 before I give it away, you know. It, it's, a, it's a dream of everyone's, you know, like to uh, be able to uh, win one. Like It's so hard to do, but uh, uh, we've got a few uh, pups coming through, so we might be able to have a go at it later on. Well, good luck, mate. We'll be cheering for you, and hopefully you can snaffle that, that elusive Group 1 victory. And if anyone's got any uh, names for Dewana, let me know. All right. <laughs>
We will do. I'll, if, they, if they let me know, I'll forward it on to you. Sounds good? Thank you. Well, there he is, Brendan DeWan. What a fabulous chat that was and really opening up the history books as well. I enjoyed that thoroughly. So we really, really appreciate that and uh, thank Brendan for his time on the podcast. Well, that wraps up another episode, third one for the week. I've been flat out, so I'm due for a rest. Uh, Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. We've already touched on this a few times, but to everybody who's in the flood-affected areas, stay safe, be safe, and we'll chat to you next time on the Green Light On Premier Racing Podcast.